Welcome to Ed Talks, an audio podcast presented by Achieve Twin Cities in partnership with the Citizens League. Ed Talks is a lively series of community conversations about public education and related issues that impact our young people. Each Ed Talks features two compelling short presentations by cutting edge educators, youth advocates, students, artists, or community leaders. Ed Talks is supported by a generous grant from the Bush Foundation. This Ed Talk is titled Supporting Our Educators in a Post-COVID World. Our featured speaker is Dr. Tim Brown. Dr. Brown is a principal at the American Indian Magnet School in St. Paul. A member of the White Earth Band of Ojibwe, Dr. Brown has spent 26 years working in Twin Cities public schools. He has also served on the Board of Regents for St. Mary's University and taught courses at Augsburg University, Hamlin University, and Minneapolis College. A father of three, Dr. Brown is a musician and an accomplished visual artist who has always been driven to ask good questions. In his Ed Talk, Dr. Brown will share ideas on how to restructure professional development, committee work, and student engagement to give teachers more voice and choice, help them feel more greatly valued, and go beyond traditional self-care. He argues that if we aren't intentional about meeting the needs of our teachers, we will continue to see large numbers leaving the profession. This virtual Ed Talk was live streamed online on December 5th, 2022. Thank you for having me here tonight. Um, so I am Tim Brown. I'm the principal at the American Indian Magnet School in St. Paul. And um, I'm going to talk to you tonight about what it was like to be in a school during a pandemic and what it's like to be in a school emerging from a pandemic now. And I'll be comparing and contrasting the two. And in between, I'll be talking a lot about energy, hence the title here. Um, I have to control my energy. So what am I talking about with energy? It's a big term, very nebulous. Uh, you know, I googled the synonyms. It's, it kind of catches what I'm trying to talk about. Um, we use the term a lot. It's personal energy. It's your aura, your chi, your, your light, your vibe. It's your presence. Um, it's what you carry with you. It's how you react and respond to things. And all of our energy goes up and down every hour, every day. Um, and something about the pandemic really made me hyper aware of that fact. And I'll talk more about that as we go. So um, I'm going to start with kind of a deep dive. Um, yeah, splashback here. Um, a deep dive, kind of unpack a day in the life uh, last February. Um, that's when we were at the depths or the heights, or you want to call it, but the, the rates were through the roof. And um, we were in person. We never shut down last year. We were all in person. And uh, it's a day in February. My AP, my assistant principal, and I start texting about 530 in the morning because we're trying to patch together hour to hour who can do what in front of what class. Because on this day, we have about 42% of our staff absent. That's half the staff. And so it's just, we're just throwing scenarios back and forth, texting. What about this? What about this? And by the time I get to school, all of our plans are blown up because four more teachers called in. It's just, that's what it was. It was just, so that's my inspiring quote there. It doesn't make sense to plan. We were in that spot where you just, it's hour to hour, just got to react. Um, so we're texting, making plans, 40% staff out. 
Um, this is a picture of me in the quarantine room uh, because students that had symptoms had to go home and parents, families couldn't come get them right up you know, immediately. So they had to go sit in the quarantine room. You take shifts in the room. And so that was me, uh, double mask, visor, and I think I did a mustache there um, with my you know, gear on by the window. Um, so on this day, I'm talking about after I left here, I had to go into our nurse's office because something loud and bad was happening there. Um, one parent had had it. She just kind of was done. And she was unloading on my poor nurse, uh, verbally abusing her, because this parent was about to lose her job. And it wasn't the nurse's fault, but you know that was who was there. So I had to kind of um, get her out of the building, and, and it was just, we all knew what was happening. Was, the families were coming in and out, getting their, their kids daily, hourly. Um, so that's how it was that day in February. And um, on top of this, where I'm at at Ames, we call it Ames, um, we're in the middle of, back then and now, in the middle of a massive five-year, multi-tens of million dollar remodel renovation. And that's good and cool, but it's also messy and loud and crazy. And so it's an active work site. So it's a pandemic in a work site. So there's noise, there's drilling, there's pounding, there's dust everywhere. Um, and on this particular day, there's a stench of hot tar because they're pouring uh, a new seam along the new roof. So that's what it was like a day in February last, last year. So, you know, it was in a word, I guess, unpleasant, but um, that's what it was like um, in the thick of it. So mercifully though, we, you kind of know the story. We kind of, that was the bottom out. We kind of started to pull up again. By the time June hits, end of the year, um, things are looking almost normal. We lost our masks. Um, we could kind of get more and, you know, connect with each other. It was really feeling good. And towards the end of the year now, it's um, almost one of the last days of the year, I have a student in my office now um, because she had gotten triggered and done something not so nice to a, to a classmate. And now we're processing and trying to figure out what to do next and how to make it right. And as we're sitting there talking, a, a teacher walks by and backs up and goes, uh-oh, what, what, what happened here? Asked the student. Student's very forthcoming and just tells her what happened, what she did. And the teacher says, well, you're going to have to really control that anger. And the student says, I have to control my energy. And I was like, damn. I didn't say that. <laughs> but that's what I thought. What a brilliant, awesome distinction from a first grader. Anyhow, I was like, because she's right. I thought it's not anger. It's, it's the source. You know, It comes out as anger. But if you can control the source, that's what it's all about. And I guess that just kind of stuck in my head um, that whole summer. It kind of like really resonated and uh, rang some sort of bell within me because what the pandemic had taught me as the, the clouds were parting now in June, as I look back, it was like, um, as a principal, you tell yourself all sorts of stories of what you can and should do um, um, in the role. And I can and should keep people safe and keep me healthy. And the pandemic was like, nope, just kind of slapped me around like, you can't do that. You can't do hardly anything. What it taught me or caused me to really see clearly more than ever before was that the only thing I really can control as a principal or anyone, I guess, is my own energy. And that was just this weird little aha. And this, this first grader kind of helped me get there. So that rattled around in my head all summer. Um, and so that was going to be my theme 
with my staff, and I'll come back to the in the, in the fall. Um, so the theme about energy, I'm really being very intentional about my energy, about my staff's energy, and just what can I do differently um, as a principal now coming out of a pandemic. And so I started thinking about you know um, energy. I started Googling. There's some cool images I can get and kind of help illustrate what I'm talking about. And a lot of it was kind of the four domains or quadrants of personal energy, you know, spiritual, physical, emotional, um, what is it, all, all of those four domains. And a lot of them were in kind of um, graphic design like a medicine wheel. And I was like, well, I kind of come full circle because my school, there's medicine wheels all over. It's in our DNA. It's what we talk about and teach from. But suddenly I kind of, like I say, full circle, it's much more clear now than I've ever thought about. And a metaphor here for that is this photo I took um, just uh, last month, uh, the first snowfall, the fourth floor of our building looking down on our property there at 3rd and Earl in St. Paul. We have a circle of stones. And as you can see, it forms a medicine wheel. And um, I showed that picture to one of my staff, and they were kind of embarrassed. They said, you know, I, I've been around these stones for years. I never knew it was a medicine wheel. You know, and it's just, it, it, they're the same color, they kind of blend in, and if you're at the ground level, you don't really see that. But for me, it was the metaphor, like, well, a different perspective, and the snowfall, it really pops, you can see it. And so for me, too, it was like that medicine wheel really pops now, like it never did before. And um, what I have to do now uh, about structuring my, my job and my energy with my staff, um, unlike ever before. So what does that look like? Um, so I try to think of a little story or trying to frame it for my staff. So one thing, it's little, but it's kind of big. Um, I live very far from my work. I have a super long commute. I just do. And I can't change that. I could try and move, but I'm not going to do that. So how can I change my energy towards the, the commute? Well, I can wake up about 90 minutes sooner, which is what I do. I wake up way early this year compared to last. Uh, with that hour, the extra 90 minutes, I do a little yoga, um, not much, but a couple stretches, gets the energy moving. And um, now it's, it's subtle, but it's big. Before I get in my car in the garage, I put my badge on. And I'm Dr. Brown principal as I get in my car. And what I've done, it's kind of a head game, but what I've done is I've enfolded this commute into my job. It's, I'm on the clock. It's part of the gig. I just, you know, I don't have to fight 694 to get to my job. It's just part of it. And as I'm driving now, when someone cuts me off and gives me the finger on 694, which they do sometimes, I react differently as Dr. Brown. I just do, you know? A Dr. Brown wouldn't do that. So I, I, I have a different, I, I really, I don't. I, Tim might, but uh, Dr. Brown doesn't. But that does help. It's just a weird energy thing that I respond and react differently. So I tell my staff that they're kind of like, oh, they kind of get it. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's kind of reframing things in terms of your energy and what levers can you pull. It's usually time. Time's kind of the bully. Um, but what can you do to kind of reframe things to think about your energy differently? And also a nice thing about my commute now is when I get to, to school, I get out of my car and I walk into the building. I've been Dr. Brown now for 40 minutes. And I, I hit the ground running. I walk into that building as Dr. Brown and I can respond and react differently to different energy than dragging myself in last year and just hoping for the best when I cross the door. So that's one little thing. Um, so as I talk to my staff now in the building, so what does that mean? What does it look like this year? It's, it's still new. We're only a couple months into this new year, so I don't have a big 
seven point plan that every school should do. But um, a couple things that I've done in my building uh, to try and reframe the energy. One is that uh, last year I had every Tuesday stacked with a meeting after school. We just had something to do every Tuesday and kind of wore one out naturally. So this year I've taken one Tuesday out. The second Tuesday of every month is just kind of an energy check. Do what you got to do. It's an hour for you to do what you want. I mean, if you, you know what your energy level is. If you go home early, stay late, go to the gym, I don't know, but it's, it's an hour for you. Uh, not much, but it's one lever I can pull. Um, another thing I do is um, in the past couple of years, I've did this thing called um, shout outs. And staff will send me cool, fun little things for the week. Mrs. Mayor helped shovel my car out, things like that. It's cool, nice, and I share it out on Fridays. It's pleasant and positive. But I got to thinking, if I'm just kind of sharing that half of the story, kind of cherry picking, it's kind of a different energy. Not gaslighting, but it's, it's half the story. And if I'm a teacher, I'm like, what else is he not telling us? So I'm just, I'm really wide open this year and, and, and transparent and authentic. And so this year it's a, a Google form. It's just straight up two, two columns. What gave you energy this week? What took your energy this week? And I just spit that back out on Fridays. Just the good, bad, and ugly, just boom. Here's the energy audit. Here's the barometer. Here's all things are looking. I just want us to be real about that and have people share and see what's going on in the building. It's little again, but it's kind of big um, as far as being transparent about our energy and being intentional about it. Um, so those are the things I've done. Again, I, it's very early into the school year, but those are the levers I'm trying to pull as a principal. Um, um, I also, in terms of reframing and the energy, so getting back to the remodel. Um, so I woke up early one morning this fall, like 4 a.m., one of those mornings you just can't get back to sleep, so you just go into work super early. And as I go into work that morning, it was almost like a Disney scene. The sun was just breaking up over the horizon and through the clouds. And it was shining on the school. And it was just like these beautiful pink and gold colors. And I'm the only one going into the school. It just kind of really struck me of just how beautiful the school is. It's just undergone a complete transformation in the past couple of years. We're only halfway through, but it's already come a long way. The whole structure has morphed. And it struck me that morning for some reason. Um, there's a new uh, circle room, there's a new admin offices, new trees planted, new uh, sidewalk, new parking lot, and it just on that moment just struck me just how much transformation has happened. And I guess I started thinking about Ames in general and how it began in the late 80s from Native leaders and families to kind of approach St. Paul and say, you know, we're sick of watching our kids fail here. We want to do something very different and intentional for our kids within the system. They shouldn't have to go to an alternative school or a charter school, but in a public school. And I thought that took a hell of a lot of energy to think that way and to think that big and think that long term. And now here it is, kind of AIMS 2.0, 20-some um, years later, 30 years later. And for me to frame this remodel in terms of the dust and the noise, you know, that doesn't do anyone any good. It's the lowest energy possible. And so now I talk about the remodel in the sense of um, a transformation, like a metamorphosis. And when it's a full state change, like a transformation, it is like a caterpillar to a butterfly. And it's all that drama. There's nothing subtle about it. And it's going to be loud and messy some days. And so when teachers complain and talk to me, and I say, yeah, I, I listen, and I do what I can. It's an active work site. 
but I always just kind of say and reframe it, this is what transformation looks like. It, and it's not, it doesn't help it, and it doesn't go away, I don't minimize it, but again, I try to frame it big picture transformation, um, is what I'm trying to do, because it's still an active work site. Um, so that's how I've been trying to reframe things in terms of my energy and my staff's energy as best I can, because again, what the pandemic taught me, and I think all of us, at least in public ed, was there's very little you can control, um, but the one thing you can control is your energy, and it's more important now than ever to do that. Um, just some context about kind of what I'm talking about. You all probably know this, but for example, in my situation, I've, I've, this is my 12th year as a principal um, in general in a few different schools, and um, up until last year, I had never had any teacher quit mid-year. That just doesn't happen, you know. Last year before Christmas break, I had four teachers quit. They just tapped out, all four. And they didn't come back. And I'm still operating this year with a couple vacancies, like I think every school is. So it's just for me, I guess, you know, as was discussed earlier, public education has this miraculous capacity to snap right back into the inertia of doing what it always did. And it's doing it now, and I'm trying to fight against it and trying to push against and make some different space for energy right now because um, I, I worry that we're gonna go back to where we were. And I, right now, with my staff, I have to protect them and guard them and keep who I have and retain them and find ways to replenish their energy. I just really do. We used to talk about it before the pandemic, like kind of a cutesy, soft thing on the side. It is essential now. It's just, if that energy gets to that level, they're gonna walk, and they have and they are. And so I gotta find different ways as much as I can to pivot and reframe things in terms of energy. So that's what I'm trying to do um, as best I can. So like I say, it's no longer optional. So that's kind of a story, a day in the life uh, of a principal pandemic, post-pandemic. Um, so with that, I wanna thank you for your energy tonight. Thank you. Ed Talks is presented by Achieve Minneapolis in partnership with the Citizens League. Thanks to our generous sponsor, the Bush Foundation. For more information on Ed Talks or to watch Ed Talks videos or listen to audio podcasts, visit achievempls.org.